Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods Extra. This extra episode is all about... More poltergeist stories. It is. Right, I've got two true scary stories for you. Are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. Despite being one of many unremarkable terraced homes on Rhonda Street in Mount Pleasant, Wales, this particular house garnered attention from television crews over 50 years ago. The media had caught wind of strange occurrences happening within its walls. It was the month of December in the year 1965 when television reporters became intrigued by a revelation that had already made it to the front page of the South Wales Evening Post several days ago. The title, The Ghost of Rhonda Street, blared across the newspaper and the opening statement was brief. Investigators visited a Swansea Row house today as the residents claimed a spectre had pillaged their home. This was an extraordinary occurrence, even for the era. As per the report... The house was in disarray, with furniture scattered in an upstairs bedroom, living room and kitchen lean-to. One of the residents insisted that there was only one plausible reason for the chaos. A poltergeist was responsible for the mess. As per the report, the series of events commenced with a children's medicine bottle, levitating from the mantelpiece and hurtling towards Marcia Howell, a 20-year-old resident of the house, along with her husband David and two young children, Beverly and Gareth. 
With a pounding heart, Mrs. Howell snatched up her son and darted towards her husband as he arrived home from work. She was terrified. According to the newspaper report, upon Mr. Howell's return to the living room, he found all the furniture upended and clothes scattered about the space. The family reported that the next day they heard loud crashing sounds emanating from the living room. Upon investigation, they found that the furniture had been overturned yet again, with a television set lying on the floor and chairs stacked haphazardly on top of it. As David entered the house, he was met with the unsettling sound of a crash coming from the kitchen. Little did he know a similar scene had unfolded upstairs, where a double bed had toppled over onto a baby's cot. The chaos continued as the source of the noise in the kitchen was later discovered to be a cooker that had fallen to the floor. The Howells additionally mentioned being woken by a sensation of choking in the initial three nights after settling into the house in January of that same year. When detectives first called at the house, they had to force their way into the upstairs bedroom, the newspaper reported. Today they inspected the results of the attack, but did not discover any more damage. The police believed to be puzzled by the happenings are continuing their inquiries. As expected, the claims caused quite a stir for a brief time and were the subject of much discussion in the community. Alan Lloyd, a resident of the city, recalled it was quite a story. People were talking about it and some people were really very nervous. It was a different time, of course, and perhaps people then were more naive and we know a lot more now, but it caused quite a fuss at the time. After just a day, the Evening Post disclosed an unexpected development in the story. Along with Mrs Howell, her grandmother, Glendora, also resided in the house. When questioned by journalists, Glendora revealed that upon examining the wreckage, she discovered that her belongings had been spared from the chaos. It appeared as though the ghost had deliberately targeted specific items to lift. Even if she were offered £500, she made it clear that she had no intention of returning to the property. The news stirred up a frenzy of action. Marcia Howell swiftly reached out to Father Martin Griffin of St David's Catholic Church in Swansea, requesting him to bless the residents. According to sources, the clergyman ventured into the house alone, where he devoted five minutes of his time to offer prayers and sprinkle holy water around the property. Harry Holmes, a security officer residing on Oxford Street, paid a visit to the location as well. With 35 years of experience in investigating haunted houses, the 74-year-old was no stranger to the supernatural. He will take a little black box with him to the Rhonda Street house, read another report on Mr Holmes' planned visit. Called Harry's Box, it contains a bell which will signal if anything moves in the house while he's there. Throughout the 24 hours, he will sit in a chair, probably in the living room. He wants to be alone. I will take a packet of cigarettes for company, he said. After spending a full day at the property, Mr Holmes concluded that the idea of it being haunted was unfounded. Although he did observe a peculiar streak of light, extending a foot long above the mantelpiece. Upon further investigation, 
Mr. Holmes determined that the light was simply a reflection from a nearby street lamp. The media has already taken notice of the story, with ITV dispatching a reporter to deliver the news in a monotone manner to the viewers at home. The police that were called to the house admit they are completely baffled, he said, and certainly it was no figment of the imagination that threw the bottles around the room and turned the bedroom and kitchen into a complete shambles. The questions the neighbours around here are asking now is could this happen to them? Despite numerous attempts to uncover the truth behind those supposed events that occurred in the house, no resolution was ever found. Marcia Howell and her family vacated the premises, swearing never to return. Nevertheless, the property continued to attract the attention of curious individuals, including a neighbour who reported encountering hooligans attempting to scale a drainpipe in an effort to gain access to the allegedly haunted house. I really loved this story because it's not far from us. Um, there is actually the news report that's mentioned is online, so I'll leave a link to it in the podcast notes. But it's really worth a watch just for that 60s footage and the way they speak and everything. I love it. I loved it. Really loved it. You're going to have to watch the video after as well, Tobe. Yeah. Right. Are you ready for the second scary story? Yes, I am. Jean, Joe, Philip 15 and Diane 12, Pritchard, arrived at their new home, number 30 East Drive in Pontefract, in August of 1966. It was the peak of summer, and during the hot bank holiday weekend, Philip and his grandmother were perplexed by a strange occurrence. Instead of falling from the ceiling, a fine layer of dust resembling chalk fell from below head height leaving them both bewildered. In a bid to tidy up the house before Philip's vacationing parents made their way back, Mrs Kelly, Philip's aunt, who was summoned by her mother to inspect the accumulating dust, headed towards the kitchen to grab some cleaning tools. However, as she stepped forward, she slipped on a puddle of water that seemed to appear out of nowhere. Despite her attempts to wipe away the water... More puddles cropped up on the lino right before her and Philip's astonished eyes. For several years, a series of inexplicable and remarkable events unfurled. It all started with green foam that gushed out of taps and toilets, even though the water supply had been cut off. The tea dispenser would trigger itself, causing dried tea to spill everywhere on the counter. Lights flickered on and off, Pots of plants would launch themselves out of their containers and tumble down the stairs. Cupboards shook violently and sharp knives sliced photos into ribbons. An endless array of objects levitated and hurled themselves around the house, including the weighty and immovable solid oak sideboard. The local press had bestowed upon him the moniker Mr Nobody back in 1968 but to the family, the poltergeist was known simply as Fred. It seemed that calling him by a name made him less threatening, and the family refused to let his presence disrupt their lives. Despite numerous attempts to rid the house of the mischievous entity, 
Jean, the house pride mother, would not be intimidated. Exorcisms were futile, as Fred would retaliate by slapping faces, shoving people down the stairs, and even seeping holy water from the walls. Fred had a peculiar sense of humour, and some of his antics were downright hilarious. The kids would laugh uncontrollably when he poured an entire jug of milk over their sceptical aunt, or when his ghostly hands appeared out of nowhere, wearing comically oversized women's fur gloves, while conducting Christian songs aimed at showing him off. Poltergeists are typically not known for causing serious bodily harm. However, Fred proved to be an exception as he inflicted bruises and scrapes on his victims, causing them to experience terrifying moments, especially Diane, who seemed to be the prime target of the haunting, despite the fact that poltergeists rarely become excessively violent and cause physical harm. Fred's case was different. As time went by and Philip and Diane were transitioned into adulthood, the paranormal activity intensified, reaching a climatic height. One night, Diane's long hair suddenly stood on its end and she was dragged up the stairs while kicking and screaming. The traumatic experience left her with visible finger marks on her throat, leaving her in a state of shock. The family tried to combat the entity by sprinkling holy water throughout the home, but it only seemed to make things worse. The poltergeist responded by painting upside-down crosses on the living room walls and doors and destroying crucifixes. Joe and Jean Pritchard claimed to have seen a black cloaked figure with a cowl over its head appear over their bed, adding to the terror of the haunting. The household's unexplainable occurrences were witnessed by the police, a member of parliament and the vicar, who were present to investigate. Despite numerous attempts to exorcise the ghost and the presence of various ghost hunters, the spirit remained rooted to the property. Tom Cuniff, a paranormal investigator, invested a considerable amount of time studying the case and uncovered that the town's gallows had been situated just across the street. He traced the ghost's origins to the Black Monk, a Cluniac monk who had been hanged for the rape and murder of a young girl. Interestingly, the murdered girl was of a similar age to Diane, who was the focal point of the ghost's activities. Cuniff had a strong conviction that the supernatural presence tormenting the family was none other than the infamous Black Monk. The spine-chilling events that took place at 30 East Drive have been adapted into a horror film entitled When the Lights Went Out and were thoroughly examined during the Halloween special of Most Haunted Life in 2015. Despite its eerie history, the house is available for reservations. However, the use of Ouija boards and exorcisms is strictly prohibited on the premises. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What, so they really think he was a monk and he's from true history? Yeah. So this guy did the research and found out that this there was this horrid monk who did those things to a young girl. And I think, yeah, that they, well, he concluded that it was him. There is a film about this. I mentioned it in the story. I watched it years ago. It's really worth a watch if you haven't seen it. It's, it's quite a good film. And obviously it's based in the 70s. What more could you want? <laughs> that is the end of this extra. That is the end of this extra. I hope you enjoyed. Please let us hear. Yeah, and we'll catch up with you again on Sunday. Goodbye. Take care, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.